Welcome to episode two of Soul Society, living with soul in the 21st century. I'm your host, Kat Mead. Today, we are talking about the idea that we are conditioned to hate ourselves. This might sound like a really, ugh, huh, what, do I have to listen to this kind of topic? Um, and yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you don't, you can turn it off if you want to, but I don't recommend that for obvious reasons. So I was listening to another podcast the other day. It's called Terrible Thanks for Asking, and I highly recommend going and listening to that podcast. Um, It's hosted by a woman called Nora McInerney, and she's just this amazing storyteller. She is able to evoke these emotions and these stories from people that really hit you and that just stories that really should matter to everyone. Um, So yeah, go and listen to that. It's called Terrible Thanks for Asking. If you're listening to this, you know how to find a podcast, so do it. And so, we're conditioned to hate ourselves. What does that mean? It means that from a young age, we are subjected to comments, images, stories, videos, movies about things and people and ideals in our society that tell us that we need to keep ourselves small, that we need to look a certain way, that we need to be a certain way, that we need to behave a certain way in order to be loved. And by doing that, we're essentially telling people from a young age that they're not good enough. And that really can set up a person for a lifetime of self-doubt, for a lifetime of feeling like something's wrong, feeling like they're wrong, feeling like no one could possibly love them or feeling like they could not possibly love themselves. And that creates this big, you know, snowball effect where they're not living a life that's inspired. We're not living lives that feel good. We're not living lives that allow us to show love for other people either, because if we can't show love to ourselves, we can't show it to other people. We... We disconnect from living this life that feels good because we're scared. We're scared of judgment. We're scared of being found to be not good enough because we don't like ourselves. Sometimes we even hate ourselves. We certainly don't love ourselves. And I'm not talking about all people, but a lot of people here don't love themselves enough to live a good life. So what does this mean? Well... Think about comments that people make with babies, for example, to a mother's face or to a child's face. It's like, oh, you're so cute. What a good looking baby. But how often? And I'm I'm <laughs> sorry to say that I've done this. Like, that is not a good looking baby. That is a face only a mother could love. Pro- I've honestly probably never said that because I think it's really mean. Um, but if that's a vibration you're putting out there, even if you're not saying it directly to someone, don't you think that people are going to be picking up on that vibration? I think they are. I think we pick up on all different kinds of vibrations and, you know, they can really have an effect on who we are and how we, how we behave and how we hold ourselves. And I think it's really sad that, you know, people don't love themselves. So there's so many other little comments that I think we say to children, we say to adults even, like, you're so pretty. Oh, you look so good when your makeup's done. Oh, you've done your hair nice today. Um, And all of that has an underlying kind of 
subtext of, well, when you don't do those things, when you don't do your hair, when you don't put makeup on, when you don't go to the gym and be thin, it's saying that there's something wrong with you when you don't do those things. And I think that's really sad. It's really unfortunate. But it happens. Sorry, I just took a sip of my tea. It was getting cold and I really wanted it. So there might be a few other gaps while I drink it. That's okay. Um, There's also a line in a Tudor Cinema Club song. um, And it's, now I can talk, no one can talk. Basically, I think that means as soon as we can find our voice as a child or as an infant, we're asked to be quiet. People are constantly trying to get us to be quiet. Sit down, be quiet, contain yourself, be contained, be small. Don't tell me what you think. Don't tell me what you feel. Be quiet. Well, you know, sometimes that has a place because parents need a break too. Parents need quiet. Yes, obviously. But if your child is trying to express themselves, why are we squishing them? We're squishing them down. We're putting them into this school system that says that everyone has to be the same. Everyone has to learn the same things and be good at the same things and get top marks. And, you know, if you're not the top in these certain subjects, then, well, your prospects in life are limited. Sorry about that. Sorry that we contained you into this one size fits all thing and then told you because you didn't fit, you weren't good enough. Um, I have very strong feelings about that. So, um, yeah. Probably not enough time to go into all of those strong feelings right now. But the point is that we place so many high standards and expectations on people from the day they're born to the day they die about what, as a society and what the ego of society thinks we should want them to be or what they we think they should want to be. And so many times this really affects people. It really just it serves to keep them small and people hate themselves. They feel like something's missing. They feel disconnected. They feel like they're not good enough. And that is the crux of all of this that I'm talking about today, feeling not good enough. So why then, this is now going to be talking from a little bit more of an esoteric viewpoint um, to give some background. I've been reading a book by Wayne Dyer called Living an Inspired Life. It's amazing go read it. Um, And he's talking actually about the physical body and he's talking about living in spirit, living with soul effectively and talking about having this oneness with God or the source or the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, I prefer to call it the universe, but he calls it God. So that's kind of just what came out. Um, and he's saying, if we're all made from this same source that is egoless, that is beautiful, that is unconditional love, why would the this spirit, this this God, make anything that's ugly or unattractive? Because that is a vibration that doesn't match the universe's vibration. And so the the answer to that is, it wouldn't. The ego of society is the thing that creates these labels for people to keep us all contained. It keeps us small. It keeps us malleable to whoever's in charge of the day, you know, whoever's leading the country or the world or whatever. It it keeps us all under the control of whatever they think is best. And uh, it's... 
puzzles me that there haven't been more uprisings in society. I'm not saying we should go and have an uprising because chaos, let's be honest, scares me a little bit. I like chaos, but I like, you know, chaos. Um, But yeah, it just puzzles me to think that so many people just go along with it because we just don't know. We don't know that there's another way other than being contained by the ego of society the ego of the people in charge of society. But really, on that note, the people in charge of society, mm, you're in charge of yourself, really. There is laws and there's rules that we do probably have to live by in order to live in the society that we choose to be in. But it doesn't mean that we have to stay small. It doesn't mean that we have to be contained. It doesn't mean that we have to hate ourselves. Because how boring, How boring would life be if everyone just stayed asleep, everyone just stayed contained, stayed small, nothing would ever happen, there'd be no inspiration, there'd be no motivation, we'd all just be sheeps with our heads down and our phones all day. Kind of, maybe we're already there, but not everyone, no, there is definitely a rising in this positive, beautiful, unconditional, loving energy that's happening in our society and people are starting to wake up to it and it's really beautiful to see. So just know that if you are feeling like you are worthless, if you are feeling like you hate yourself, if you're looking at magazines and looking at the, you know, standards in inverted commas, standards of beauty that are presented to you and it makes you feel bad about yourself explore that feeling. Ask yourself why that makes you feel bad. Because if you're telling yourself you've got flaws, then you are not living in spirit. You're not living connected. Because how can you say you have a flawed face or a flawed body or a flawed brain or a flawed heart or flawed love if you are the only one that has it? No one else has that face, so how can it have a flaw? What are we measuring it against? We don't look like anyone else. I don't want to look like anyone else. Again, boring, because we all need to be individual. We all need to find a space within us to love ourselves and to find a space within us to love other people from the time that they're children and acknowledge that people are one. We are one collective conscious, but we are not the same. And that's coming from what I read in Wayne Dyer's book this morning as well. We are all one, but we are not the same. And we should not try to be the same. Because fuck it, it'd be fucking boring. Let's just put that out there. Um, I just wanted to read something from this book right now. And let me just find the page because I think I lost it. Oh, yep, there it is. Okay, bear with me. Here it is. All labels such as unattractive, ugly, homely and unbecoming, as well as pretty, unattractive, handsome and beautiful, are judgments designed to compare one person to another using artificial standards set up by ego-dominated people and organisations. So ego-dominated society is putting labels on people that keeps us small, it keeps us contained, it keeps us spending our money on shit we don't need, spending our money on fucking Botox and lip fillers and whatever, Not judging if you want to do that. Cool. Go for it. Personally, doesn't interest me. Um, I'd rather have my face. Um, But, you know, if that's your thing, I don't care. Whatever. Um, But I really would question why you're doing it. Why do you feel the need to inject chemicals into your face in order to look like some kind of beauty standard that is a one-size-fits-all? You know, if you look at celebrities, I use the term celebrities loosely these days, they're kind of all starting to look the same. 
But if you notice, we're still celebrating those people that look different. And that's really heartening. I think that's really great. So we're really, if you look hard enough, you'll find that there is this unconditional love in society today that is rising up. And people are, are, you know, people are becoming themselves and loving themselves and finding that place in themselves to be love and feel love. But there's still this underlying ego-dominated thing that is making so many people feel like they're not good enough. It's making people work out until they make themselves sick. It's making people inject chemicals into their face or into their butt or, you know, getting implants or whatever that are not serving them. It's, it's people looking externally to find love or find acceptance or find, I don't know, validation. But if you look inside yourself and do the work that you need to do, maybe it's affirmations, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's not looking at social media. Do that work that you need to do to actually love yourself for who you are and what you are and where you're at then maybe you'll find that you don't need to do those things anymore. Again, I'm not judging people who do those things. I think it's fine because I feel like we have free will, whatever. It's just the why behind the thing that I think is really important. So that's what I'm getting at today. Really, in society, we are conditioned to hate ourselves. We're conditioned to keep ourselves small because society as a whole and the people who run it, in inverted commas again, because you can't see me, um, they don't want us to be ourselves. They want us to stay small and contained so that they can keep control. And that's exactly how it is. And if you think it's any other way, then cool, go for it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you think I'm being harsh, then tell me. Um, But this is what I think. And I think it's sad that So many people do think they need to be small and contained and the same as someone else that they perceive to be better than them. Um, Yeah, it's it's just how we are as society. And the other thing is, I think a lot of people have lost hope that it could be a different way. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe that we can love ourselves and with that love, we can love each other. And with that, we can just be. We can be inspired, we can be part of this society, but also not of it. And I think that's important. So those are my rambling thoughts for this episode. I will be back with a third episode very soon. Actually, I believe it's already available, so go listen to that as well. And I want to hear your feedback. I don't want this to just be me talking into a microphone, into the ether, wondering what people think. Um... Because I do, I care what you think. I care about people's opinions. I want to start a conversation. Um, So let me know. You can email me at soulmagicco at gmail.com. There will be a link in the um, description of the episode. You can find me on Instagram at either soulsociety.podcast or at catmead underscore, C-A-T-M-E-A-D underscore. My website is soulmagic.co. So there's lots of different places to find me. Please do send me a message, start a conversation and share this episode if you think someone else would like to listen. Leave me a rating and a review because that always helps people to know what they're in for and it also helps other people to find it. So thank you so much for being here and I'll catch you in episode three.